people walk through the door and just be effing and blinding and swearing at Sam and Sam yeah. will be so excited. Yeah, he'll have all these ideas of things he wants to do with Pete <laughs> that day. And like, they are exactly the same on screen as they are like off screen. It's, it's like Pete brings out this like kid-like side of Sam. <laughs> The show this week is someone who millions of people will know from reality TV. She's since become the next big documentary presenter. It's the awesome Zara McDermott. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Zara McDermott, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. How are you today? You feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm really excited to be here. Yours and Sam's Instagram photos at the moment have been making me so jealous. Like, you're just having the best time on holiday. (laughs) Where have you been? Rub it in, I give you full permission. Uh, Yeah, we went to the Maldives, which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all out luxury. That was, it was great. It was yeah. bloody brilliant. Yeah. yeah. A well-earned break, though, because you, you've you been so busy by the looks of it. I know that you've been filming for a brand new dating show called Love in the Flesh. Yes. Obviously, we don't want to drop too many spoilers. We can't drop too many spoilers. We've got a while until it comes out. Yeah. So, you know, can't can't give away too much too, too long before it comes out. Exactly. <laughs> but give us, you know, a little trickle of juice. What can you tell us to kind of entice people into this show for when it comes out. The theme of this show is different to kind of any other uh, reality dating show that's out there. I think Mm -hmm. that it's easy to uh, put all dating shows into a bracket. Um, But this show for me was so emotional. I mean, having couples that have never met in real life meet for the first time, you have that that moment of when they see each other, like, mm. are they real? Are they a catfish? Are they not? <gasps> course, how's, yeah. how's, how are their relationships going to progress? You know, it's that, it's that, that incredible moment that, you know, you don't really get to see very often. And as a viewer, you'll get to see that moment for the first time. These people have invested a lot of time in their relationships. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all I can say, but it's a really exciting show, really exciting premise. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for it to come out, really. Because one thing to point out is they're not meeting like completely blind, though, are they? In terms of... They have been talking a bit yeah, before, so, so which is kind of, a, I guess, what makes this show quite quite different because there is that connection there, but they yeah, they haven't got the kind of the physical chemistry just yet. Yeah, so 
They've all been speaking online, some of them for months, some of them for years, some of them have FaceTimed, some of them haven't even FaceTimed. Mm. Um, so there is kind of like that element of, are they who they say they are? Mm-hmm. Um, and also looking at, I guess, how did their online personas match up to their real life mm-hmm. personas? You know, this guy he comes across so, so forthcoming and so, confident but actually he's so shy and he doesn't want to talk to me like why Uh, is that you know I like that part of him but then can I accept him for Mm -hmm. that part of him too and you know it's um it's a really it's a really interesting show with so many different dimensions and such a different dynamic to any show I've I've seen so I'm really excited for it to come out (laughs) I'm excited but we've got to wait Uh, (laughs) and new show and new documentary so I feel like you know we're about to get pretty serious and and deep for a little while it's called Zara McDermott Uncovers Rape Culture and it's on iPlayer now for everybody to watch and it's on BBC One tonight wait oh is it yeah oh amazing it's so powerful and it's a much needed conversation I feel like even more so in, you know, in light of recent events uh, in the UK. Uh, it's all about rape culture. Yeah. And I don't want to give too much away because we want people to go away and watch it and yeah. and have those conversations with their friends and, and at home. But right from the off, it was just so honest and it, and it totally drew me in and it's really thought-provoking because it's you sharing something that you've you've not shared publicly before, um, an assault which happened to you when you were younger. So how did it feel to to put that out there? Uh, I think that understanding for the last kind of year, two years about the the ever changing um, amount of power that us women feel like we have, Mm -hmm. it felt really, it felt like a really important time for me to share a a story about something that happened to me. Um, And not because I want people to say, oh my gosh, poor you. I actually want to show that this kind of assault and this situation can happen to anyone mm-hmm. um, and has happened to a lot of people. And, you know, it's slightly different. I did my first documentary was about my revenge porn experience, which, you know, really, really shattered a lot of my youth. Mm. This for me was, I guess, something that happens to a lot of women um, regularly and in varying degrees as well, from yeah. going from being touched in a nightclub to being touched under the desk at school to being, you know, um, catcalled in the street. Everyone has a story to mm-hmm. tell when it comes to that. Every woman I know. Yeah. Um. So it was important for me just to just to share that and, and almost just spark that conversation. Um. And I think that in the documentary, you know, that comes first, and that is a real kind of pivot point for the conversation to move to Sarah Everard and actually looking at the deeper meaning and looking at actually where does this behavior start? Where does it originate Mm -hmm. from? And if we're gonna try and make a change, then we really need to look at where are we validating this behavior in the system? A lot of it does come back to schools. So Mm. a massive focus for us in making this film was to look at the schools and look at the system and look at the infrastructure and say, where are we going wrong? Mm. I think that's what made it so interesting that the fact that it did focus on on guys that were so young and how it yeah it starts at schools because I think even lad culture is seen as kind of like toxic and pretty like outdated now, isn't it? But there are still young boys in schools making girls feel uncomfortable on a daily basis. Yeah, it was really interesting. I thought the the part and probably the most kind of informative part was when when you were talking to students in schools and just seeing their perspective on it. I think that lad culture, as you get older, 
is being driven out. Mm -hmm. I think that as as men are getting older, women are feeling more comfortable to call men out. Men are understanding the implications of their behavior. But I feel Mm -hmm. like in school, it's continually brushed over because I think that it's almost seen as as this kind of, oh, these adolescents, these teens, they're, you know, they're just experimenting with sex. They're experimenting mm. with relationships and, oh, kids will be kids. You know, they've got to go through this this um, this change. And I think that because these young people are still seen as children who are developing and growing in schools, that's why it's not called out mm-hmm. at that age. And I think it is being called out more and more as they get older. But I think when they're in school, it's, it is brushed over. Mm. Um because it's just seen as, oh, that this is just what kids do. And yeah. there's no real sort of guidance from adults to say that that's not okay. Like I remember being in school and teachers definitely saw boys trying to put their hands up my skirt and other girls' skirts and and putting pens between the, uh, the stools oh and God, science yeah. lesson and things like, that. like the teachers saw that mm. and they never said anything because it's almost like, oh, well, that's, that's what they're going to do. They, that's, that's what the kids are doing. Yeah. And that is what it is. And it's just a level of acceptance from teachers when actually their responsibility is definitely to call it out. And just, they need to, the schools need to create a safe space for teachers to be able to do that. Mm. Because it's one of those things, if it's not nipped in the bud, then yeah, it can turn into something more serious, can't it, the older these people get. What would be the main things then that you kind of took away from making this documentary? I think the main thing I took away from this documentary is actually the the seriousness of the issue. I think Mm. I knew that it was widespread and I knew that it was happening, but I didn't, I, I guess I hoped that it had changed slightly from when I was in school because it was it was bad when I was in school. It was yeah. really bad. I, I only, I have memories of my schooling life, but most of it was, is all about the boys and all about boys doing stuff to us girls. That is what a lot of my memories are from school, which is a shame. Mm. And I hoped, I hoped and prayed that it had changed and the culture had changed, but it it's actually just got worse with social media. And mm. I think the damage that social media can do um, it's not just, and I think a lot, this way a lot of people get it wrong. Social media, yes, can be quite damaging to young men and young girls looking at imagery and stuff of influencers and celebrities and comparing mm. themselves. And there is that one damage of social media, but a massive thing is, is Snapchat. Um, oh, yeah. have you, you know, you, you can have a conversation with someone, you could, you know, there was a, a young girl's story that was really heartbreaking in the film towards the end of the film. Um, I won't give too much away, but it's absolutely heartbreaking. Those young people can harass, the young men can harass young girls for nudes to meet them, to mm-hmm. perform sexual acts on them. And there is no trace of that conversation ever again. Parents can't look at that conversation. So I think that there needs to be more accountability from these social media platforms for sure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So documentary host now, two documentaries down, <laughs> uh, model, reality TV star, social media sensation. I mean, you're killing it, Zara. What's Thank next? <laughs> what do you want to conquer next? Uh, I think that, um, <laughs> do you know, I think that the, the past few years have been really good for me to kind of take every opportunity that has come to me mm. and decide what what do I want to do. I I can honestly say that the last few years, 
I've not said, you know, I've not really, I've not really limited myself. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm in my early 20s. I've taken every opportunity that's come to me. I know I've put 110% into everything. And now I think definitely my, um, my goal is to keep making more documentaries and um, just keep going with that. I absolutely, that's where my passion is. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I've always, ever since I was genuinely like nine, 10, 11, I've always wanted to work with young people. That's always was my goal. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, So that's why I actually worked in the Department for Education before I went on Love Island because I wanted to help young people in Mm -hmm. some way. So for me to be able to do that, in this TV space, I've kind of been able to marry um, the the opportunities that my life has taken me down after Love Island, etc., with my passion, which is helping young people. Yeah, so true, isn't it? Yeah, so I've I've been able to to marry those two together beautifully, and I've been so lucky. You know, BBC Three have been incredible and so supportive of mm-hmm. of everything, and me, they've they've been amazing. So. Um, yeah, that's where I really want to go. Yeah, my life. documentaries, yeah. amazing. Okay, right, Zara, before we go any further, let me explain how the rest of the podcast is going to work. Okay. So we've been through the internet and we found a bunch of stuff that people really want to know about you, Zara McDermott. So it's time for you to face the celebrity search engine. You need to dish out those answers that the world wants to know. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, she's relaxed. She's so ready. I'm so relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. Uh, Let's start by seeing what happens when we put in Zara McDermott and the word who. The first search, of course, being, who is Zara McDermott? I mean, what would you say, Zara? How would you try and explain who you are to somebody that doesn't already know you? Um, who am I? Oh, gosh. That's so... <laughs> so hard, isn't it? It's like That's... an existential crisis. I mean, um, if someone was to ask me who I am, I would say, hello, I'm Zara McDermott. I'm 24. I'm from uh, Essex. <laughs> uh, I am a presenter. Um, oh, sorry. Just like, oh, sorry. Um, I am a presenter and a social media influencer. That's what I would say. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty succinct. <laughs> and she's a boss. Uh, <laughs> then people start to get nosier, I've realised, with this podcast as things go on. So who is Zara McDermott dating? Uh, I am dating Sam Thompson. Who is a, <laughs> a friend of this podcast. He was on uh, on the last series. Um, so what's it like dating him? You two just seem like just a bloody lovely couple. <laughs> <laughs> we are. He's my best friend. Um, he is amazing. We have... Do you know what? The best thing about our relationship is that we just constantly laugh. We're laughing mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I find him so funny. I think he finds me really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. <laughs> I hope. Um, so yeah, I think that's massive key to our relationship is like... Always laughing. So yeah, I'm dating Sam Thompson. We are, uh, we're really good. Uh, we live together in Chelsea. Uh, we moved in together. We're just renovating our house, which is really exciting. Oh yeah, um, you're like totally renovating it. Yeah, right? like, whenever I see it. Sam's stories, I'm like, oh wow, it's like a building site, but it's, start, it's starting to come together now, isn't starting it? starting to come together. It's great. It's been nearly six months. Wow. Um, so we did a full house renovation. So that's a massive project. And mm. do you know what? Someone said to me, the two biggest stresses in life on a relationship are having kids and mm-hmm. doing a house renovation. I've done one of the two now. <laughs> and you're still here. So you're still here, still Bring on fun. the next one. You're, you're ready. Um, do you ever feel like a bit of a third wheel though with him and Pete Wicks? Because those boys... 
they love each other, don't they? That is a I, real bromance. I mean, I think Sam <laughs> definitely loves Pete. I'm not sure I can say the it's same. Not, yeah, you don't know if it's reciprocated. Do you know what's so funny about those two? I, I get I get asked sometimes, are they like that in real life? Like, yeah, is that yeah, really yeah. their dynamic? Genuinely, <laughs> that is them. Like, mm. Pete will walk through the door and just be effing and blinding and swearing at Sam. And Sam Brilliant. will be so excited and... Yeah, he'll have all these ideas of things he wants to do with Pete that day. And like, they are exactly the same on screen as they are like off screen. It's it's like Pete brings out this like kid-like side of Sam. And (laughs) it's just, yeah, I do feel like a third wheel. I know that if if it was me and Pete, I think Sam would choose Pete. (laughs) And I'm not afraid to think about it. it. Yeah, don't think about it too much. Uh, This next search is interesting. Who is Zara McDermott friends with? Who are my friends with? Yeah, it's an interesting search, isn't it? So who's the most famous person in your phone book, do you reckon? In my phone book? Oh my God, famous person in my phone book. Or on socials, maybe. That's probably a bit more of a relevant way to do it now, isn't it? In 2021. I mean, probably, I would say, like, I, if I'm honest, I'm not really friends with anyone from Love Island anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, our lives have just all gone in really different directions. Yeah. Like, I guess I feel like I'm, like, nested now in my home, like, and I don't really go anywhere to any events I just kind of I'm just at home all the time I'm so boring or I'm filming so I've got so much on that like it's hard to maintain those friendships especially with people who live so far away so yeah. I guess like my my best friends who are like I guess known um would be my friends from I guess Made in Chelsea so mm. Melissa Tatum mm-hmm. um Ruby Adler uh yeah so I guess they're, they're two of my best friends who are kind of known and on TV at the yeah, moment. Yeah, and then your other friends and that then you've Pete, known for years. Yeah, Pete, of course. Pete, Sam, Louise, obviously mm. Sam's sister Louise and her partner Ryan. I guess they're my, like, people who are very close to me in my life. Who yeah. Are, I guess known on social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned Love Island there. Of course, there's some plenty of searches about you on Love Island. This one being, who was Zara with on Love Island? <laughs> <laughs> Does that seem like another lifetime ago a little bit? Yeah, it does. It feels like a kind of a different Zara, really. Mm. Um, just a very like young, naive Zara, <laughs> I guess. Uh, that was like three and a half years ago now, so a really long time ago. But yeah, I was with a guy called Adam Collard on Love Island. We were just so not compatible. <laughs> we were just so not compatible, but you know. Good it is what experience, it is. Though, right? It is, you know, you have to have these relationships in life where things don't work. And also, you learn a lot from every relationship that fails. Mm-hmm. My mum always says to me, like, you learn more about what you do and don't want in a person. And there was good things about him, bad things about him, and things that took to my next relationship. And, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. So it was a great experience. And also, it's really nice to come out of Love Island with like a companion. Yeah. And with someone to have that experience and share that journey with. And I'll always have like really fond memories of that time because it's crazy. You walk out and almost everybody knows you in the street. And I don't get that anymore. But at that time when Love Island was at the height of everyone's like, you know, everyone's the front page of every press article. Because people are obsessed with the show, aren't they? People are. So like, you know, we couldn't even go to a restaurant without so many people coming over and asking Mm. for pictures and stuff. That doesn't happen anymore. And you would have thought, oh, but... Why does that not happen anymore? Because surely you've kind of done more since then. Yeah, but absolutely. The the reality is that it, it when you come out of Love Island, it's a crazy experience. I can't mm. even put it into words how crazy it is. And it's like oh, this the six months after that are a complete blur. So to mm. have Adam with me during that time was actually really nice to be able to navigate yeah. it together. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was yeah. I definitely have fond memories of that time for sure. And obviously, being in Love Island and now 
about to host a new dating show as well. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, isn't it, that you've been on, on both sides and I guess makes you the, the perfect person for the job. I mean, yeah, I guess it, it was great because um, I don't want to give too much away about the show, but obviously as the presenter, you do come into contact with the contestants and mm-hmm. you get to speak to them and stuff. So like being able to understand what they're going through and being able to talk to... Sorry, hit the mic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, being able to talk to them about, you know what they can expect and how to feel and mm-hmm. things like that. It just gave me a, a little bit of something, you know, that I could give to them. I could give and share my experiences with them. Um, so it was really nice to be on the other side. And also I'm just so interested. Like, even when I did Love Island, I was so interested. Like, how does this all work? Like, <laughs> how do you see what we're doing all the time? How do you yeah. hear what we're doing all the time? So like to be able to actually go into the gallery and like get on the <gasps> other side oh, and- yeah. Things like all that. All the secrets. Yeah, you see all the secrets. Like, well, you can see what they're doing all the time. I would have a constant stream in my dressing room. Wow. Of everything they're doing is really awesome. Oh my God. So cool. And now it all makes sense to me how on Love Island they knew what we were doing at all, yeah, all yeah, times. Yeah. So being able to see the production side of it is actually really interesting. Mm. And I think that a lot of people kind of, when you're watching it, you forget how much of a massive team of people is behind oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so let's mix up those letters. We are going to move from the who's to the how's. Um, The first search being, how did Zara and Sam get together? Because when he was on the podcast, he said that you slid into his DMs. Is this correct? (laughs) Well. (laughs) But he got you to contact him or something. Yeah, so basically him and I actually met in uh, February 2018. Okay. um, For the first time. And I thought he was quite hot. So I was like, yeah, I thought it was quite hot at the time. Um, I think I'd seen him maybe on Seb's Go Dating briefly. I didn't, Mm. I never watched Made in Chelsea. I actually never watched the show. I think I saw him on Seb's Go Dating. Um, And it was weird. I I watched him on Seb's Go Dating. I was actually dating another guy and I watched him on Seb's Go Dating and then we stopped dating. (laughs) And then I was like, actually, I want that one. Yeah, I was like, actually, (laughs) do you know what? He's hot. The one I saw on Seb's Go Dating when I was dating the other guy. Um, But yeah, so I, I, I saw him and I was like, oh, he's quite hot. Maybe I'll go and speak to him. And he had genuinely had about like five or six girls around him. And he was like talking to another girl at the bar. And I remember I went and said hi. And then he was like, hi, then turned away. And I was like, oh Oh, God, oh no. So then um, I actually, I actually asked about a year and a bit later. And when I was single, I saw that he is really weird. I completely forgot about him. And then I saw that he followed me on Instagram. So I was like, oh, I remember him. I was like, tried to talk to him in a club a year ago. So I followed him back on Instagram and then I asked a few of my friends who had mutual friends with him what's he like and mm-hmm. they were like oh he's really nice blah, blah. so I was like oh a nice guy I need one of those I need a nice guy and he, had, you know he comes across so nice on social media you never know what someone's gonna be like do you oh, God, yeah. I didn't know so then I thought you know what I'm and, and I looked at him on pictures and I was like he's liked every single one of my pictures for the last year oh okay like hi <laughs> so um so yeah, I thought, you know what? Screw it, I'm just gonna reply to a story. So I replied to one of his stories and then he literally was like, yeah, it was like I'd opened opened the opened the door and he was like, hello, do you want to go on a date? Do you want to play Scrabble? Scrabble! <laughs> yeah, he did ask me if I wanted to play Scrabble. Yeah, it was wow, really- what a line. And that, then you were in. Yeah, I was in. And then, yeah, that was like, what, two and a half years ago. Now, oh, so, yeah. look at that. That's so <laughs> sweet. How was lockdown with the two of you? Great. Yeah. yeah it's great. nice in a way, I think, for a lot of people to spend more time together, isn't it? Especially yeah. when you've got, like, busy lifestyles and you're travelling and you're filming and stuff. To actually be like, oh, yeah, we're getting to hang out more than ever. I, nice. I didn't mind lockdown at all because 
you know, we were locked down at our house in Fulham. It was really nice, like, to actually spend some time together because we're always on the go doing things out mm. of the house. And, you know, just to sit down and, like, actually, I actually fell in love with cooking. Like, I was cooking nice <laughs> dinners every night. The hardest thing, though, was when we were locked down when we had COVID. So him and I had COVID at the same time. Yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? And, um we were getting our house rent, like our house had just been ripped out. Mm. And we had one room, which was just our bedroom. And we literally tested positive for COVID. And, and we had to isolate for 10 days with no kitchen, nothing, just one room with us. And I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> and I thought I was going <laughs> to kill him. Well, I can him. imagine, you both must have been like, we are going mad. Imagine being in one room, feeling like absolute death with COVID for 10 days with your partner. It was, that was, that was hard. <laughs> that was was hard <laughs> and he would say the same. Yeah, that sounds very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, this search is interesting. How tall is Zara McDermott? I mean, all the big questions on this podcast, clearly. I'm five foot seven. A whole five foot seven. Yeah. There you go. There you go, people. People are so nosy. It's so weird what someone says. I know. People really know interesting. My Okay, next, Zara, we move on to the autofill suggestions. So what else comes up when people put your name into okay. Google? Uh, weight loss, a lot of people are searching because this was a few years ago. You, you lost quite a significant amount of weight, didn't you? Yeah, I started, I basically just never really used to exercise and mm. I never used to, I never used to, di- not diet, but I literally just used to eat whatever the hell I wanted, mm. eat out every night, takeaways every night. So I literally, when I met Sam, it was interesting because his sister Louise and her partner had their exercise, they have a fitness um, business and it's hugely successful. And Sam was really into fitness. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go because this whole family are into it. And I kind of, I was looking at them thinking, God, you're so fit and healthy and motivated (laughs) and you're all, you're all so, so sexy. I want to do that. I want to give that a go. I and I did. And I literally just got some really good tips from Louise and Ryan. And um, I just started eating my five a day, upping my protein, going to the gym a couple of times a week. And yeah, I ended up just losing, uh, losing some weight. Um, so yeah, that was, but it, it was more so because I wanted to like get fit and get healthy. Mm. And I guess the weight loss was kind of a byproduct of that. Um, and now I feel better than ever. I feel stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. I've got, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm strong now. I'm a strong, strong yeah, girl. Yeah, guns now. I, I'm not quite guns. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Have you ever seen those TikToks where it was like girls on leg day and they're like oh my God. doing so heavy on their legs and yeah. then their arms are using like tiny little 1kg dumbbells. That's me. That is literally me. <laughs> I mean, at least you can lift. I'm like, not quite there yet. Um, Zara McDermott and then politics comes up. I'm guessing that isn't because of, you know, the politics that play in Love Island, but because of your old job as a, yes. as a policy advisor. So... How did you find that? Was that a job you really enjoyed? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's um, it's weird because as I was saying earlier, it's the same kind of, that feeling when you walk away from the end of the day, from work, leave the office and you're like, oh, I really feel like I've made a difference today. Like yeah. I feel like I've done something good. And, you know, I used to, my job, if I talked to you about my job, it was kind of, it wasn't the most, people wouldn't be like, oh my God, that's so interesting. I literally, I used to look at the financial health of a, of a school or college. Right. So what do they need to do to make themselves more money? Mm. That's basically what I, I used to do is looking at how can a school be more self-sufficient and run okay. itself better. Um, so that's what I used to do. Is kind of, when I would say that, it's not really that interesting, but actually you'd look at 
uh, how to make the how to make the school better for the pupils and how to make it run better. And it was a really interesting. So I did that for a couple of years before that. I I was in climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, that was I did a placement there when I uh, left sixth form. So that was so fun and like it sounds so boring when I talk about my job role but when you get in anything when you get into it and you get passionate about it you just love it so I had so much fun there and when I got offered Love Island I actually was just like I don't know whether to leave and I really yeah I actually turned it down a couple of times Mm. before that for that series I said no 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 and then they called me back being like come on Zara let's have another conversation yeah and I said, no, 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 like, I I, I kind of don't, I, I don't think it's really me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I was into two minds as to whether to, to do Love Island in the first place. And obviously I'm so glad I did now, but equally I could have very easily not. And I don't know where I'd be now, I'd probably still be in government somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you make a return to like politics or like working for the government, do you think? Definitely, I think, do you know what? It's weird, I feel like I almost do still Mm. in a way like I feel like I do contribute to government in a way you know like the fact that my documentaries are being shown in schools as part of the curriculum for me I do feel like I'm helping in that way like I feel if I'm at if my documentaries I make and the films I make are adding something positive to the curriculum and helping educate young people that that's what I want to do and like I would love to be more involved in kind of like the you know that side of things mm-hmm. and helping shape the curriculum. And I feel like I already am in a way. So I guess I, yeah, I feel like I am. <laughs> yeah, you're already doing it. Um, the next search is Zara McDermott surgery. And I know that this is something that you've been like really open about. Yeah. I've been watching your YouTube channel for ages. And I remember you doing a video about having your boobs done basically. And I just thought it was a really good thing to do because you've got so many young you know, impressionable fans who see all these people on social media or on TV and they yeah. think, oh, how how do they look like that? Or, you know, what, what does surgery involve? So I thought it was, yeah, an amazing thing for you to do. Did it get quite a good response generally? Yeah, for sure. I think that for me, I think, I, I don't think that anyone should have to talk about the surgery that mm-hmm. they get. Unless like, imagine I was uh, selling a fitness app for example, but mm-hmm. I'd got liposuction to achieve my figure. I think there's absolutely... 100% you have to be transparent about yeah. that. But if I'm getting a breast augmentation, for me, that's a really personal, intimate part of my body that I don't, I don't necessarily need to share. Yeah. But um, I had a lot of people asking me questions for a while as to whether I got it done. And I think I waited a couple of months because I wanted to, you know, feel good about myself and heal properly. Yeah, and also, you know, I feel like a lot of times on social media, people will just say, yeah, I, I got my boobs done. I had this done, I had that done. But actually not talk about the the complications that can happen and yeah. things like that. And it's really important if you are putting the message out there that yes, you have had surgery, it's important to talk about your whole journey and your whole experience because otherwise young girls might say, oh, I want that done and not realize the complications that can happen, not mm-hmm. realize the risks and stuff like that. So for me, there was a, a few personal reasons as to why I decided to get that done. But I wanted to make sure that if they if they are getting it done, that they are thinking properly about the risks that are involved. Mm. Yeah, because I, I don't think people talk about that enough, do they? It's just the, the end product. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Okay, that's it for part one with Zara McDermott. Look, it's done all right, go! I said go. Part two will be here before you know it. Cue ads.
Hello and welcome to A to Z of Men, a brand new podcast that helps explain, well, men. Each week, myself, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. We take on a different letter of the alphabet. What? In order? Yeah, in order. We will find a word that best describes men that starts with that letter. So it's basically like a guide. Like a guide, yeah, that's correct. Well, this will really help me explain myself to the wife. We tackle topics such as mental health, stereotypes, and stupid things us men do. Don't forget sex. Oh, and sex. Plus, you can send in your words, stories, and, well, anything to A2Z, it's the number two, A2Z of men at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at A2Z of men. So join us each Wednesday as we create the A to Z of men. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The autofill search is done, and the final part of today is what we call Internet Tombola. It's basically a massive lucky dip of the internet. So I've searched all the corners of the World Wide Web to find out stuff that people have been posting about you. So this could be, you know, funny comments on YouTube. It could be interesting headlines. It could be some juicy tweets. It could be all sorts. Okay. So let's give the wheel a spin and see what it lands on. It stopped on Twitter. The user has tweeted, Wow, your singing voice is amazing, girl. Why haven't you pursued it? Talent. What do you reckon, Zara? Is this is this the next phase of your career? No. No, <laughs> sure. no, no. I look, I love music and I love singing. My dad's actually an incredible singer and musician and he had a record deal in the eighties. So Did he? we have a recording studio in our family house. Amazing. Um, I've had a recording studio in my house ever since I was born. So um and I can play the piano as well. So I've got like musicness in my family, I guess, but it's I, I'm too busy to to be writing music because <laughs> I tried it. I genuinely tried it for a bit and tried writing music as well. And I just feel like, uh, you know, you can be, what's, there's a, there's a phrase and it's like, Jack of, is it Jack of all trades, master, master of, of none? none? Yeah. That, 
if I tried to do too many things, I think that I wouldn't be able to put this focus into kind of what I am truly passionate about, which is yeah. obviously the docs and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I I do definitely sing around the house and I get my keyboard out. Um, mm-hmm. Sam's got a keyboard at the house. So sometimes play that. And when I go back to um, see my family, I see, have a sing song with my dad and oh, nice. get in the studio for a bit. But other than that, no, <laughs> it's okay. too, too, too much work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Next, it stops on headlines, and this is one from the BBC. Zara McDermott, revenge porn still affects me today. Because this was such an awful thing, because it happened to you not once, but twice. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a, a, a mind-blowing experience, isn't it? But it's really opened that conversation up. And it actually happened to a friend of mine that I was at oh, university wow. with. She, um, she lives in Hereford, and there were, like, hundreds of women... That, that lived near her and all of their images were, were online. And she was saying to me recently, the conversation is is being brought up again, isn't it? Yeah, the um, conversation is definitely, it's in the last kind of just over a year, the conversation has changed about, you know, image-based sexual abuse. Because, um, you know, when you say revenge porn, you think of someone who's like a scorned ex who's mm. sending images around when it actually isn't always that. No. Um, it is... It's, it's a lot deeper than that. That's why, um, you know, a lot of people use the term image-based sexual abuse because it kind of is sexual abuse using yeah. imagery. Um, the conversation's opened up. There's been quite a few changes to the law in the last year. Um, you know, after my documentary came out, um, there was an there's a credible tra- charity called Refuge. Um, we were campaigning for the law to be changed. So the problem was that a lot of women were saying, you know, my ex is threatening to share these images of me. And the police were saying, well, sorry, call us when he's done it and we can then do something. Mm. But now, actually in the last year, it's become um, part of the uh, domestic abuse bill is that um, it's now against the law to threaten to share images. Um, So that has been a really pivotal point because, you know, you can't say, oh, someone's someone's threatening to hurt me. Okay, well, call call us when he does because that it would be a different situation if it was that but Mm. when it's around imagery for some reason there was a bit of a blurred boundary so really important we got those laws changed and that's all happened since Mm. the doc came out so it's yeah a lot has happened in the last year and I hope that a lot does continue to happen yeah hopefully even more changes that must be an amazing feeling though to know that you kind of pushed on that conversation yeah I mean it's just incredible to 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 feel like you've really helped so many young women and yeah. I get so many messages I was on about my to ask Instagram you that. I can imagine people want to share their experiences with you now yeah, yeah it must be quite a lot emotionally but it's nice they feel that they can it is every day at least every day I'm getting probably 10-15 messages from people sharing their story and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even feel comfortable talking to their family or friends or the mm-hmm. police they just want to get their story out and just feel like they're told someone and, yeah. some, and a lot of the time that person is me and wow. you know it's I'm really like, I guess, honored that they feel like they can talk to me. Um, But I guess it's because they know that I've been through the same thing. Yeah, they know that you understand, I suppose. It stopped on headlines again, and this one is so jokes. Sam Thompson horrified as Salt Bay flirts with Zara McDermott at £700, sorry, £700 a steak restaurant. I don't even want to tell you what that bill was. (laughs) Was I don't even want to tell you. We didn't even drink. We didn't even drink. And it was 
250 pound a person was it yeah was it nice was the food actually yeah food was food was so nice but me and sam were saying there comes a point where food only gets so nice you know (laughs) food is only so nice like Mm. we spent literally we had water we had water (laughs) and we were like do you know what that's a great experience done that but no, no, never, never again. We we got the cheap steaks as well. Oh, I was we, gonna say, I thought you had to get like the gold covered one for no, no. Bay to come we over. We got the cheapest ones and still <laughs> ended up spending that money per person. We we're like, God, the woman, the waitress was trying to get us to buy more, oh, and we were literally yeah. like, like, are you joking? We're like, no, no, we'll have the cheap steaks. <laughs> uh, what's he like though? Did you actually get to talk to him? Does he just come over and no, just do the that, salt and that's the it? The funny thing was when I walked in. This is why Sam was laughing. Is that I was with Sam, my best friend Ruby, and we were waiting for um, Ruby's partner, Rez, to come. So it looked like it was kind of the three of us friends. Right. And Salt Bay came up to him and was like, you are just so beautiful. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then he went, no, you are so beautiful. It was like so crazy. And I was like, thank you so much. He was like, let me show you to your table. And it's so intense, And Sam was just behind me going, is this guy for real? It was I'm so, right here. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, it was really funny. It was great. But it was really fun experience, I'm not going to lie. I feel like this guy just kind of knew how to wind Sam up. It was great. Yeah. He obviously knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He's reaping all the financial rewards. Oh, yeah. It's landed on Twitter now. Uh, the video of Zara McDermott, fake crying, lives rent-free in oh my, my head. God. Hashtag made it Do you know what's so bad is that I was not fake crying in that. Like, literally, <laughs> that you look at every single shot of me crying, a shot of me, and there's tears streaming down my face, apart from one shot where clearly there co- convenient wasn't a tear on my face, <laughs> and everyone just says she was fake crying i'm sorry i that was (laughs) it was real of course it was of course it was even like everyone everyone who was on set that day was like crying their eyes out so it was that was really traumatizing for my life and i've hoped i will never go back to that that point of my life because that was horrible yeah um because someone's also tweeted is it just me who thinks that she's legit the weirdest crier Love Am I? Pe- people are like judging your maybe it was your my crying. botox i don't know <laughs> you like, i was there were tears there there were real yeah. tears um when sam was on the podcast a while back he was just saying how you both find it like obviously funny now obviously <laughs> now time has passed that that scene and the sound basically just became a massive meme i mean <laughs> it was everywhere wasn't it honestly i'm like semi like i don't know i, I don't like it obviously anyone doesn't like hearing themselves cry for me that was that, that was a really that was a really hard time of my life so mm. yes there are times when it's it's funny but also there are you know i don't really want to i don't if I'm honest, if I could never listen to that audio ever again, I would be fine. I'd yeah. be absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's all part of growing up, learning, being, you know, navigating this crazy industry and world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was only 22 and I'm nearly 25 now. Mm-hmm. You know, life has changed a lot. And I think that, you know, there's a lot that there's, we all, we all make mistakes and do silly things when we're young. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just glad that we moved on from that. And yeah, no more reality TV for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was your bow out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
next, it's landed on Instagram, and it's Sam Thompson's Instagram. It's a video of you cooking, and then him surprising you with a fake snake, which just sort of sneaks in there, which obviously makes you jump, because you're like, what on earth is that? So I have to ask, and I know loads of people wonder this, are your pranks staged, or do you have to just be on, like, constant alert, like, around your house? Because... You guys both prank each other all the time. I honestly, <laughs> no, they are 100% real. It's, it's the fact that I don't know where he gets this stuff from. I don't know where he gets these ideas from. Mm. He sits there on TikTok with his headphones in at oh, so night. you don't even know. So I, I literally mm. have no freaking idea what the hell is coming next. He is, um, he is a funny specimen of a human. Um, and I... I yeah, where's where some of these ideas from? Like that snake one. Mm. It's the way that he waited until I was like cooking. He's just, he's clever. He's yeah, a clever yeah, yeah. one. He, he waited till I was cooking and I would like, there, there was noise. And imagine just like being in your own world and then something slithers towards you. <laughs> and like, you think it's a snake. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I thought you it thought was, it was a snake. something moving and you're like, what is I thought, that? I think I thought it was a rat or something. Right. I don't know. But I, I just, I, I just really, <laughs> really freaked me out. <laughs> to be fair, you've got your own back quite a few times. You've done some good ones. Oh yeah, the egg one when I planted it on his head. Because I, I'd seen he was he was gonna plant the egg on my head because I'd Read seen it. I'd seen the TikTok on mm. my for you page. Mm. So I was like, I'm gonna get him, and I got him first. <laughs> so I was like, I'm one step ahead of you, hun. That <laughs> yeah, is quite satisfying. All right, last one right here, and it's a headline again. This is from back in 2019 from the Metro. Oh, God. Sam Thompson calls out footballers Brandon Williams and Patrice Evra for messaging girlfriend Zara McDermott. <laughs> so there's, a, like, a video of Sam sitting next to you reading the DMs from footballers oh, yeah, and kind of in a tongue-in-cheek way being like, wait, they never reply to me. So yeah. how often do do people slide into never. DMs? He's scared them all off. Really? With that, I <laughs> With think... That, that scared them all off. Probably has to be fair, Genuinely. Because they yeah. know, like, oh, wow, everybody's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that he's put them all off. Um, and I think that everyone knows that if someone... I think maybe if anyone's thought about messaging me, they've thought, actually, do you know what? Hang on a minute. Yeah. I'm not going to take the risk because Sam Thomas <laughs> will probably call me out. And, like, I think that people... Maybe people know the dynamic of our relationship and he... He 100% would. But he never calls them out in, like, a in a bad way. No, he's no, just no, like, no. oh, why are you... Patrice Evra, I love Patrice Evra. He's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Get him over. <laughs> I know, so funny. Um, and that is it, Zara. Thank you so much. Well done on completing Celebrity Search Engine. Thank you so much for having me. Um, before I let you go, though, one final question. Who would you like to nominate to go through the Celebrity Search Engine experience next? Maybe a friend of yours that you think has got loads of good things about them online or is there like a celebrity that you just want to know more about? Oh I, I'm going to nominate Beyonce. I do this every week. So, I'm, you know, eventually she'll say yes. Oh, who do I want to know more about? Oh, this is a really good one because I, <laughs> I am a really big fan of the Daily Mail Bar of Shame. <laughs> Aren't we all secretly? Oh, uh, who do I want to know more about? Really hard. Sorry, that's really hard. Probably, I would say Ariana Grande. Oh, because I'm a massive imagine? Ariana Grande fan. Yeah. I, fun fact about me, I used to have an Ariana Grande themed bedroom when I was 16, 15 or 16. None of my friends knew who she was. They all thought I was an absolute freak. It was when she had red hair and she was on Victoria's. And oh, I, had, yeah. I had Ariana Grande posters all around my room. I had a whole wall, of like this wall, 
of Ariana Grande. My friends wow. all thought I was so weird. And then look at them now. They look all at love you. Them. So you're actually day one. So technically, I, you made Ari happen. She used to follow me on Twitter. What? And she used to follow me on Twitter. Oh. She used to do back in like genuinely 2000 wow. and God, maybe 2013. She used to do these. Uh, yeah, 2013 maybe. She used to do these uh, things where you retweet her and she'd follow you um, on Twitter. Oh and she used God. to follow me. And then when I did Love Island, I just I, did, I started all my social medias over again. I had to no! <laughs> it's so sad. It was so sad. She always listens to this podcast, don't worry. So Does she'll she? follow you back. I'm sure she will. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Celebrity Search Engine. Please do hit that subscribe or follow button to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. We have got some great guests lined up for the rest of the season. And you don't want to miss out now, do you? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do drop us a review and a rating. Five stars. Oh, come on. That would be greatly appreciated. And let us know in the review or over on social media who you'd like to see on the pod next. Zara McDermott has gone and nominated Ariana Grande, but who would you like to know more about? Let us know. You can find us at Celeb Search Engine on Instagram. Until next time, I'm your host, Abby McCarthy, and thanks for using the Celebrity Search Engine. Goodbye. (laughs) 